comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Granny's making chicken tonight. Everybody, welcome to the On the Road edition of Half Hour Wasted, episode four. I just looked four seventy-two. Let me double check that. It's four seventy-two. The big birthday surprise episode was four seventy-one. Uh, Frank got it wrong, which is why I had to edit in <laughs> the correct number. Um, I'm in the car in the passenger seat. I have a chauffeur. Ashley's driving. Say hello, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Allison's in the back seat holding it down. What it is. <laughs> and we just left uh, Kansas City, Missouri this morning for our second trip, our second leg of our road trip to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're going back to Paisley Park again. We went last July, one year ago. We are going back. And we thought we'd do a little recording. This is Half Hour Wasted, the ladies edition. Lady edition. Ah, that coffee's still hot. This is uh, the stretch of highway somewhere in Iowa where Ashley got her speeding ticket last year. (laughs) Next year will be one-year-old birthday for my speeding ticket. Yep. Next year? Next year, I'm sorry. Next, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? I got it on the 4th. My That's very right. first speeding ticket. As we record this, it is July the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2019. We are going to Paisley Park tomorrow morning, July 4th. And then we are renting jet skis tomorrow afternoon on Lake Minnetonka. We will purify ourselves again in Lake Minnetonka, this time with the use of jet skis. And uh, tonight, the plan is we're lucky we get to meet Marvel Comics artist superstar Brent Schoonover he actually uh, he and his wife were in town years ago and Frank and I had uh, dinner with him I think it was just me and Frank at the time and so anyway uh, if we're lucky we'll get to see Brent tonight but we thought we'd do a little road trip documentary half our wasted style and uh there's a lot to talk about, but tomorrow, really? Mom is calling right now. You have to be on the show. You guys can be on the show with my mother. <laughs> Hello, mother. Hi, Gran. Hi. Hi, family. Mother. Who's driving? Mother, say hello to the half, say hello to the half hour wasted listeners. We are actually recording an episode right now, and you happen to interrupt. 
Sorry, I interrupted. I have our wasted people. Don't you have anything better to do than listen to this podcast? That's what we've That's wondered. Kidding. That's what we've wondered for the last uh, 12 years. <laughs> okay. We are in... Uh, okay. Ashley's driving. We're in Iowa. And we just right. uh, we just stopped for a potty break slash coffee break. Good. And Good. we're going to be, according to GPS, we'll, we'll be at our destination at the hotel between 2.30 and 3 o'clock. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah, I have time for a swim maybe, huh? A nap and a shower, and then we'll head off to uh, the record store in Minneapolis, and then we're going to go meet a friend of mine named Brent at the Mall of America. Oh, cool. How fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just checking in with you guys. You please, please, please drive carefully. Well, hang on. How's Dad's? No, we love you. How's Dad's eyeball? Dad, Dad is pretty good today. He's yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, I mowed the yard. And what? My seventy-five-year-old mother mowed the yard. That's awesome. Why, honey? I said my seventy-five-year-old mother mowed the yard. That's awesome. How many trees did you run into? <laughs> None. None. Very Dad good. gave me a riding lesson, a driving okay. lesson before I started off. So everything went great. Good. So it's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, you guys, please be careful. Let me know when you get to your destination, okay? I will. Okay, Tell okay. Pop we love him. All right. Love you all. Bye. 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 So that was my... Call 70, ended. That was my 75-year-old mother, Betsy, calling to check on Betsy. her brood brood so before we were rudely interrupted by gran we were going to talk about stuff and tomorrow stuff. stuff and things yeah speaking of stuff and things yeah. oh, let's man. just do this right now as of this recording july 3rd today is the release of the final issues the surprise final issue of the walking dead comic book issue number 193 They've been soliciting future episodes, uh, future issues, and Charlie Adler has even painted a couple of covers or drawn a couple of covers for the future episodes, uh, issues that will not be published in order oh, to really? hold the secret of today's surprise uh, wow. final issue of The Walking are Dead. You, are you current? Like, are you I, keeping up with it? Have you been I reading it? I, I'm a... I'm a I might be a couple of years behind, actually. You know what he does? I wonder. When he goes into a comic shop, he goes to the nearest issue, or like the most recent released issue, and then peeks in the very, very back, looks <laughs> yeah. at the Get back the panel. I'll look at the, no, I'll just no, look at the very back <laughs> panel just to wonder what happened. So you're Spoiler keeping up with alert. the story off of Spoiler the last page alert of each. for issue 192 of The Walking Dead. Spoiler, freaking spoiler alert. If you're not caught up. You have been warned. Fast forward 90 seconds. Issue 192 that came out last month. Rick Grimes was shot and killed. Actually, he may have been shot at the end of the previous episode issue. And then in in 191. 192, he actually dies. Gets becomes zombified and Carl had to put him down. His own dad. Uh, Anyways. So, this comic book that is changed social interaction with people 
definitely is coming to an end, and I'll be interested to see where the TV show goes from here. I was going to ask you, I don't know if you'll be able to answer it now that you said you're not actually keeping up with it, but with, since it's a surprise that it's the last issue and they've been teasing fake future issues and storylines, do you think or do you know if it's... Like, is it going to feel like it's an abrupt ending? The comic? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it will feel abrupt because there was no big ramp-up story, as far as my understanding goes. There was no big ramp-up story to this event and of Rick dying. I think it was unexpected. And then, you know, the next issue, boom, the, the episode ends. So yeah. I always thought in my head that the comic book wouldn't wouldn't be the same and it wouldn't be as good without Rick um, so I'm kind of glad they're ending it when they are having said that the series has uh, been successful at least for you know almost a full season without Rick Grimes and oh yeah, uh, it's coming back again of course you know Daryl Dixon is not in the comic book so the TV shows draw really mm-hmm. even as more so than Rick has always been Daryl Dixon, because ladies love Daryl Dixon. Yeah. You know, Dixon's Vixens and all that stuff. Oh. Um, well, I I stopped watching. God, what else? What was it? End of season five. End I of season five. The last thing that I remember seeing when I watched the show was Noah. Oh, that was a rough death. Dying in the revolving door, yes. right? That yeah, that is rough. the last thing that I watched. Glenn right, had to watch right in front it. of Glenn, Glenn watched eyes, it, yeah. and then I think pretty, pretty soon after where I stopped, doesn't Glenn die? Um, or is it maybe next season or so? It's the next season. Yeah. Okay. Well, season I, seven. I, I think I loved. I really enjoyed that show. I watched it. I started watching it maybe two seasons into it. I watched it on Netflix and I'd watch it once the seasons hit Netflix, but for some reason, I have an extremely difficult time watching the show. Like, I enjoy the show when I'm watching it, but I have to almost... You need breathers. I I need breathers, but I almost have to, like, work myself up, like, talk my... like, pep talk myself into watching the episodes, and I don't know what it is, but the show it's kind of a chore and it shouldn't be that way makes me very anxious well, and not necessarily that's, that's in a bad the, way I th- it, it's part of the fabric of the show I think it? it is and I think maybe once the show ends also it's something I can just like restart from the beginning and watch knowing that there's there's an ending and it's not just going to continue but I'm I'm super super behind I've avoided a lot of spoilers but I know a lot of spoilers too but from day one of me watching the show what was the one thing that I told you would make me stop watching if it happened in the show do you remember if Michonne was killed yes. yeah <laughs> and as far as I know she's still kicking right on the show no 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 she's not on the show yeah yeah okay then I'm I try I don't really keep up with yeah. any of the news yeah, but she's um and you know honestly Rick is still alive too in the show he's just been separated from the group. He left the show proper. Okay. And but they didn't kill him. And the new the spin-off Fear the Walking Dead, apparently this last this current season that's going on right now is 
kind of given us clues as to exactly what happened to Rick and who the people are that really I yeah. had no idea what about that. Um, yeah it has to do with the helicopter with the symbol on it right, right. seeing it again spoil it for me how did what no Carl's dead right Carl died Carl died Carl, Carl died. okay I was gonna ask he why got there bit was seven somebody okay that's right okay I was gonna ask why Rick left Carl but that's right he's dead okay well, hopefully, whenever the show ends, it's something I'll pick back up because I do enjoy it. But I think I just need to know that there's an end. Like to any it, show, there's ups so and that downs I can, yeah. As far as season quality, the Allison, what was, mm-hmm. what's the season that just ended? Oh, nine. Yes, I believe it's nine. Season eight. Ten's coming back in October. I think. Season eight was pure garbage. Yeah. In a, from a storytelling right. standpoint. I saw the first two episodes garbage. of season eight. That's where I stopped. It was absolutely the low point for me Are you in content? the entire series as far as storytelling. Have technique. you paused your watching? Or are you just going to watch no, it? I'm caught up. You are watching? Yeah, okay. So, Allison, you're not watching it live no, anymore, right? No, I, I am still on season eight for the show, and then I'm several years behind on the comic as well. Season nine was, was, was good. It was a major step up from... But they got a new, a new show writer. Runner. Okay. A new showrunner, Angela Kang. Yeah. And right. I actually met Angela Kang. And oh, she's true. the sweetest lady. Oh, yeah. I met her at um, uh, the Austin Film Festival. I got a scholarship back in high school. And uh, I got she's to meet a her. Smart kid. <laughs> I got to meet her and just a very, very talented, sweet lady. And it's incredible what she's There's a guy who's a little bit of a name dropper. <laughs> um, Love you, Angela. Tomorrow is July the 4th. We're all very excited about season uh, three of Stranger Things. Yes. So let's talk about the first two seasons. Um, I I think I heard about it from Allison. Yeah. I think I watched it before Allison did. did you? I believe it took me about. I, mm, I I was. Maybe I heard about it from you. Then. Maybe I remember. It premiered in July at the rec center when I was still in college. I'd get up super early to go work out because I had to get up super early to find parking at UNT. So I just get up 30 minutes earlier and work out, make it a productive morning. And I finished whatever show I was watching and I needed something new. And Stranger Things had recently come out. So I was like, I'll watch this. I'll see what this is all about. And I have never been so quickly immersed in a show when that came out. And I think I was like, you guys, you have I, to watch this. This yeah. is incredible. It was so different. There, oh yeah, it was completely different than anything I'd ever seen in, in years and years and years and years. I've and never fallen in love that, with characters so fast. Yeah. <laughs> great about the show is that it it was from my childhood. Mm-hmm. It was all about the eighties, and I was like, this is everything to me. And I've seen season one. Twice because I rewatched it before season two came out. I've rewatched season two once, so I've seen that season twice. And we're on vacation, and I'm I'm going to be very. It's going to be very difficult to not want to sit there and watch Stranger Things on my vacation when I should be doing vacation things. I've seen season three thrice. Season one or one. two? Oh. I'm ahead of the game. I've already seen that? season three. Did you get a I've seen, <laughs> Wow. I've did seen you get a special one. Netflix code? Or I did. What? I've seen HTML, season Bill, one. HTML. Bill, at this point, Bill McGonnell would say, HTML colon, HTTP colon, <laughs> backslash, backslash. I've seen season org, one three times. Dot net, and I've seen season two dot twice. D-O-T. 
I just rewatched them again. I paused my other shows so I could binge through Stranger Things again prior to season three's release. And again, I watched them in like two and a half days. I've, it's just how many times have you seen season one? I've introduced several people to the show, and I've kind of had watch through marathons like all in one day. Have you seen them. it like five times? Um, I think six or seven at this point. I'm gonna say at least six. Um, what do you like better season one or two? Don't ask me that. I like to look at them as a whole. They have different feels. They have different they feels, do, but I like to I like to feels. look at it as like chapters I think season in a book. two is more fun. Season two is more fun, but I feel like season one nothing will ever be able work. to compare to how I felt the first time I yeah. started season one and sure. completely finished season one. Part of the reason the show is so compelling and immersive is the soundtrack. Michael mm-hmm. Stein and Kyle oh, Dixon yeah. do yeah. the soundtrack. And it is incredible the sounds they're able to pull out of those synths. It's just, I, See, I, don't, I don't know, it's incredible. I love it. Season one, I, this is what I like in season one of Stranger Things. I like in, to the first time you ever watch the very first Alien movie. Because <laughs> okay. you have no idea what's going yeah. on. The mystery unfolds in front of you. And then season two of Stranger Things, you know the world... And now here's a roller coaster ride to go on. Yeah, yeah. For me, you that's have what fun aliens. With it. You have questions to answer now. Yeah, aliens kind of did that for the world of alien. I'm familiar with the process. I know the thing goes in your mouth and then something comes out of your chest. But now when's it gonna happen? Oh, there's a million of them now. There was just one the first time. And now there's a million. So with Stranger Things, I'm like watching the first season. I'm like, what in tarnation is happening? <laughs> what what in, in the name of Sam Hill is going on with this show? And then after eight episodes, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. So then season two started, and I'm like, okay, I understand the ride. I have to be this tall to ride this ride. I got to put the seatbelt on, and I know what's going to happen, but I don't know when it's going to happen right. or how it's going to happen. So, yeah, that was... Season one of Stranger Things was so different than anything I'd ever experienced. I was like, this is amazing television. And then I was afraid season two wouldn't live up to it. But it's it was a good time me, to be a TV fan. So yeah. much, it was more fun. And I really, when I grow up, I want to be Jim Hopper. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, it was definitely, season two was definitely a lot darker for sure. Um, the world is expanding. And I think it's interesting that they're planning to take season three in kind of a... It takes place in the summer of 1985, and I have heard that the season is um, a lot funnier. They're focusing on the comedic aspect of it more, but that doesn't take away from how big the world is going to get and the questions that are going to be answered. Yes? Did you watch the interview with the kids on... Fallon. I did watch that. And they, he had them, each of them described the season in one word. One word, yes. And all of the words, let's see, were so yeah different that, like, someone said fun, someone said sad, gory, someone said gory, someone said funny, classic. Yeah, someone said huge. I think Millie said big. Like, it's. I think big. she said spreading. Yeah, she and, said spreading. And they're right. like, what? And but she's like, it makes sense if you, if you watch it. If you, like, try and think of all those words. Right. And picture what this season, or imagine what this season is going to look like, feel like, be mm-hmm. like. It's like it's difficult to put all those words in one pot because some of them are like opposites. So I'm interested to see like what what it is, what yeah. happens, what Based they're referring what, to. What the trailers have shown us for the third season, 
this is, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but I think the third season, we find out that even though she closed the gate, something was left behind well, in our world. And yes. That they closed it in with us. Yeah. It needs a host, and so it, it gets inside Max's Billy. brother. Billy, yeah. Oh, Billy. <laughs> it was perfect for the... Um, I... Just the evil oh, type yeah. of... We so needed good. a human antagonist alongside, you know, all of the different monsters and all the things. It was, he was really compelling as a human well, antagonist, it... for, but to him now being both in a way I, is I really liked Billy, and I know, Allison, we talked about this when season two first came out. I don't think you're supposed to like Billy. Oh, no. But I really like Billy. Yeah. And I think he's interesting. He's not hard to look at. And the part where his dad comes home and you figure out why he is the way he is. Why he's like that. And a single tear falls. Yeah, like like, you said, it humanizes him and it just makes him... That's when Billy became interesting to me. I liked him beforehand. I I thought, this guy's a jerk and I don't like him. But then seeing why... Why he is the way that he is. stepdad being that way. Yes. I was like, okay, I get it. And to me... Monsters are scary, yeah, but a human being that's evil is more scary than a, a monster. Yeah. Because monsters are supposed to be evil. Right. Human beings are not supposed right. to be evil. And then when they turn out to be evil, that's when it gets scary. There's an interesting story yeah. there that Yeah. I'm curious to see as I'm curious to see what happens with Max and Billy's relationship. And For sure. like maybe even his relationship with the group as a whole. Like maybe like is he Going, like, is he going to be friendly with the group? Like, are they going to save him, first of all? Well, is he going to die? But I know. if he does, if he makes it out alive, like, I'm interested to see the dynamics of his relationship with everybody. Like, him and Steve. Just him and Steve becomes friends. Like, does Steve save him? You know what's funny I know Billy that... does not like Lucas because of his close proximity with Max. And that comes from being prote- protective as an older brother. But right. just... But he also... She's not my sister. So that's You true. can also see that dynamic start to change a little bit, I think. In so the how, very what was their relationship? Was step, she... Was, the, was Max the, the mom's daughter? Ma- yes. The mother yeah. has Max. The father okay. has... Billy, and they if moved I, if from they made California. that detail clear I, I missed it both times they did yeah they moved from California um, to Hawkins and they just it was new territory they're just a mess already kind of they're just broken from yeah. how um, kind the of reason, dilapidated their family is and the reason uh, Billy was so protective of Max is because his dad told him to be look at that deer up on the left oh, it's see it it's outside the fence. Oh, come on, dear. Get back over that fence. I, I think you're get... I think you're right. I think that he's protective because his dad instructed him to be. Yeah, he's afraid of his be. dad. That's true. But yeah. I think there's a hint of him of, like, brotherly protection sure. in it also. Sure. So I'm. that's something I'm excited to see is the relationship between Billy and Max. Change. I just want, what's his name, Dustin? Dustin. I just want Dustin to get a girlfriend so I can stop feeling sorry for him. I love them all. It's Dustin and Steve. Let's talk about Steve for a second. Because Steve's awesome. Steve was the guy that you hated at the I, beginning. I Steve never hated him. The classic one. jock. Yeah, he's so good. Stereotype that oh, became. I what I was going to say. The classic jock thing. We'll he, go he back was, to that. Yeah. Bill, re- regarding Billy and Steve, you know, they, they were the like. The basketball thing? Yeah, the ba- in basketball, when they were. Um, he knocked him to the ground or whatever, and then he gives him a little advice. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want your feet ahead. I want to see feet. what happens with that because it's it's like, like it's like he wanted to. Yeah, they, he wanted to like Steve. He wants to be 
like he doesn't want to be a dick. Right. But it's easier for him to be rude and to degrade and put on this front that I think goes back to how his father treats him. It's just easier to be that way. But you're right. He like plants little or no, he drops little like hints whether it's intentionally or not. Of where am I going? 35 north. Of which like of, of I think the person he would like maybe yeah. desire to be. This road's going to go north okay. and then it's going to go due east for a while to the other side okay. of Des Moines and then it's going to head back north again. So okay. just follow 35 north. It's so weird knowing that 35 goes from all the way from where we live mm-hmm. to all the way across the country to Isn't that weird? Yeah. I feel like having going back to kind of the human antagonist Billy kind of feels part of what they initially wanted Steve Harrington to be was the classic jock kind of just a douchebag just is feels like he's on top of the world all the time but he the actor Joe Keery was so likable and the character of Steve Harrington transformed over that season one shoot that they rewrote his character that it just happened like that I have a feeling it wasn't I have a feeling that once they realized that Steve related so it well was, to these kids. This is how they put it. Yeah. This The pivotal moment was when Jonathan and Nancy in season one, they're trying to kill the Dem- Demogorgon in the house and yeah. Steve comes and they tell him to get out and he runs back to the car. The pivotal moment is that question of does Steve go back in the house or not? If he doesn't, he's that first character. Kind of, he, he's that first um, derivative of, of himself. And then if he goes back in the house, that's kind of the turning point in his character. He's like, okay, I don't like Jonathan being, you know, this close yeah. to Nancy or whatever. I don't like whatever's going on between them, but I'm a decent enough human being that I don't want anything to happen to either of them. So, so I'm going to go back in that house and help them. So how was that decision made? Was it the writers? Was it, did they say, hey, Joe, do what you think feels natural? Like, what do you, well, have they talked about how that decision was I'm sure they have. I don't know off the top of my head, but I just know that that was kind of what helped transform Steve Harrington into just the incredible person that he is now. He's one of the most compelling television characters I've ever... I mean, I'm only 20, but I mean, just... A lot just of a times, delight to be able to watch his growth. It, a lot of times, actors get so invested in their character, they they start to, for lack of a better way to to say, they start to understand the character that they're portraying, mm-hmm. and they start to develop their own personality when it comes to that character. And like a lot of times, actors um, uh, contribute to the development of their own character. So. I'm sure there was a point, at some point, there might have been a scene, a, a, a time in the writer's room when they're like, okay, so does Steve go back in or not? we got to figure this out. And right. It wouldn't have surprised me at all if if uh, the actor had said, I think at this point... I know him now. Yeah, yeah, I understand, and I think Steve would do this. So, I mean, that happens, all, like, that happens in, like, especially with Robert Downey Jr. and, yeah. and uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has an input, a lot of input to to what he did and how he said things and stuff Dad. like that so yeah. it's just a beautiful twist on yeah. just a stereotype that's kind of over and done with at this point that I just think it's really refreshing and his um, 
relationship with the kids now. I saw a mm-hmm. funny thing where it's like he's a he's a single mom. <laughs> he's a single mom with his five kids or whatever in season well, two. Even, mom Steve. He you even know? says, and well, I think it's season two. He says, "I turned out to be a pretty damn good babysitter." Yeah. Well, no, right. I might be a boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Bleep. Might be sorry, boyfriend, but I'm a pretty damn good babysitter. Yeah. It's okay, Nance. Go. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm excited to see more of him and Dustin. And then there's the character of Robin, who um, is played by Maya Hawk, Uma Thurman's daughter. And um, I'm excited. Is she in the trailer? She is. She's like, you know how him and Dustin are kind of fighting with their pretend lightsabers or whatever, or they're pretending they have lightsabers. And she goes, how many children are you friends with? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She works at character. the... Scoops the, Ahoy the ice cream shop. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just, so... that's not a throwaway character. She's a new... No, she's, an, she's going to be an established thing. I saw a still of her, Steve, Dustin, and Erica Sinclair, who's Lucas's younger sister, who apparently has a bigger role in this season, too. She's funny. She is, and I'm I'm excited for the the four of them to do whatever they're gonna do. I'm excited for hang all on, these. I get, new hang games. on, I gotta get this out of my system. Can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> oh my all god. Right, moving on. Love you, Lil Nas. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Endgame, Frank. Briefly, Frank, let's, and, Frank let's and Bill first, and I. Let's have, first talk about how we've converted Dad to <laughs> enjoying the song Old Town I, Road. I, that song got on my nerves for a while, and. Because I heard it all the time, I'm like, ugh. Even at work, you know, we have these um, music channels that we can play out in the gallery and stuff. I'd hear that song three times a day at least. I didn't like it either. It drove me bonkers when it first came out. But you just gotta, you have to lean into the song and just let it, mm-hmm. just let it be fun, and then it's fun. Okay. I just loved the memes. He's just such a likable guy. He's funny. So okay, Endgame. Endgame. We didn't. Frank and Bill and I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, but so we'll. The three of us will talk about it briefly. Um, I've only seen it one time. Just once? I've one seen time. it thrice. I have a hard time holding my two times. Uh, pee in for three hours. Yeah. Um, so they re-released it recently with extra footage. I heard but, that was kind of a flop. Well, the, here's the extra footage. It all comes at the end. It's a uh, tribute to Stan Lee, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's a deleted scene of the Hulk, which wasn't even finished out CG-wise. It looked like oh, really? it was from a 1990s video game Hulk. It was ridiculous. It's like PlayStation a little bit? Yeah, like the first PlayStation. And then it was uh, basically commercial for the new Spider-Man movie. That was the additional stuff that they released. So... Well, the re-release itself was silly. just kind of a money grab, right? Try and sure, they're Avatar. trying to beat Avatar. Yeah. Which still Avatar did the same thing. Blows me away that Avatar that. was re-released as well. People did you are, ever see Avatar? Not no. Allison? No, I no, I haven't. But I mean, I'm I'm still curious about it. There has to be a reason it's still up. In I one. saw that movie when it was in theaters with the guy I was dating in high school. Was it 2009? Uh, I think no. I was a sophomore. Does it get Mora in it? Yes. I it was Zoe Saldana's in it, and I I remember like enjoying the movie. Like, it was good, but I, I've only seen it one time. You know, like, it was never I something I needed to rewatch. I don't, I just don't understand. Well, there's nothing's gonna match that first experience, probably, in the theater seeing Pandora for the first time, so I don't blame you for not wanting to see it outside of the theater. But it, it wasn't a movie that compelled me to watch it again. And maybe I just oh, didn't, maybe I just oh, didn't okay. understand well, then that's something the movie then. itself. Like, I honestly really couldn't tell you much what it was about. Like, it was the one with the blue people. Yeah, the, they had blue people, and I think there were I'm some pretty flowers. I'm surprised I haven't seen it because Scorny Weaver's in it. 
She is? I couldn't even, I don't even remember squirting we were in the movie. Apparently. I think. Huh. Uh-oh, I'm not uh, on cruise control anymore. <laughs> In-game. What happened? I said, uh-oh, I'm not on cruise control anymore. Um, so, how'd you feel about it generally tying up the Infinity War story? I don't think there could have been kind of a better send-off for each of them. I think it was neat seeing old man Cap. Yeah, spoiler alert for Sorry. for uh, Endgame. Yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, it's too bad. If you haven't seen it by now, though. The Russo brothers lifted that ban a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. It was I cool cried. seeing old Cap giving I, the shield to Sam. Not Bucky, yes. but Sam. That, that's exciting. And, uh, you know... Tony, Tony needed a rest, didn't he? <laughs> he okay, needed so to rest. I have a question about that. Yes, what, what? Really directed towards Dad, but Allison, I want to hear your thoughts too. Oh, okay. So, the Disney Plus series that all those series, series, series that are coming out is um, there's uh, what is Falcon, it? Falcon and, Winter, and Soldier. Winter Soldier. So, do you, do you think that that title is? Do you think the title is actually? Falcon and Winter Soldier, or do you think it's going to be about Bucky and Sam? Sam being either, which, like, if he takes up the shield and becomes Captain America, like it's insinuated that he will. What do you, how do you think that that show's gonna. I guess it depends on when it takes place. I can't imagine it taking place at any other time than following Infinity War. I just can't. So, uh, uh, Endgame. Endgame. So, so, to me, that means that he's going to be probably, Captain America. Well, or he, maybe. all he did was give give the shield. He didn't say, you need to be Captain America now. You know, it feels so, like it's somebody else's. Yeah, maybe, you know, because Sam even said it feels like it's somebody else's. Yeah. So, but, like, maybe he's but, not ready but to. But Steve said it's not. Like. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he automatically changes the way he feels well, about it. Just because right. Steve said, this is yours. He's got to grow into it. He's got to accept it. He's so, got to be confident in himself. Maybe in he's just, to, he's to not ready to Captain take America. up that mantle. And if, he's right. just going to continue as Falcon. Maybe at the end of the, the series is when we see him say, I'm, I'm ready. ready to be Captain America. Yeah. If anything, maybe that's part of what that show is, is him working through that maybe so. and maybe Bucky helps him and come to way, terms we, with that. Maybe so, and that way we won't have to go through that when we see a movie. That's It'll true. just be go like ahead. Well, I was I'm just saying, like, if anything, yeah, maybe he's not going to jump right into the role of Captain America on, on the fly immediately, but, like, just that just giving the shield is kind of symbolic starting out in the sense of, hey, carry on my legacy in some way that you're comfortable with now. Know what Captain America means. Yeah find out what it means for you and then help contribute to yeah. whatever that may be until you're ready. Yeah, that's true. So. And maybe maybe that is what that like you said that's, that I guess about. that's how I do you, took it. Are how, do you think that a lot of these shows are just going to be like one season or like do you think it's going to be like if it would I'm asking because if if um Bucky and No, no, no if that show with Sam and Bucky is like one season long, but it helps fill in some gaps, it's like almost how a novel helps fill in. I guess I mean you, it's hard to it's hard to to say what kind of how many, like how many seasons is it going to be. I mean, I'm sure they'll plan like a ten or thirteen episode 
they're like, will it work uh, better as a run. limited series? Yeah. And then they'll go, I guess I, okay, is this something we want to do again, or is this is 10, 13 episodes, is that enough? I guess I see it with the explanation that you just provided me with maybe with that having a hard time articulating my thoughts with that show taking place hypothetically after Endgame and maybe that time period is Bucky after not Bucky, Sam after Steve gave him the shield and him working through whatever he needs to work through and then it wrapping with him being comfortable being Captain America. I can just, like, that in my head makes a lot of sense that way with it being a limited series like Allison's saying. Just curious what you what you were saying. Um, okay, hang on. I can guarantee you that they're, they're planning and thinking ahead for Phase 4 and how does this TV series fit in if, in fact, this, this series is going to take place after Endgame they're thinking, okay, how is it going to fit in with mm-hmm. any future movie appearances with these two characters? So, I'm sure they've got it planned out. They just can't tell us all about it. Right, yet. right. The first time I watched Endgame, I was unable to become emotionally involved in it because of the spectacle, because of the excitement. And the, the smiling and the the shoulder punching and the can you believe this? Oh, that's awesome! All Who did you see it with initially? Uh, Me, Al. Allison. Okay. Yep. And then um, the second time. Oh, and I teared up one time the first time I watched it when uh, Tony and Peter. Yeah, when Tony and Peter were reunited. And then the second time I watched it, I probably teared up four or five times because I was able to emotionally involved in it because all the surprises had already been sprung. You know, I knew what was coming. So now I was able to let myself relax and feel what the characters were feeling. So How many look, times did you... Like we're at 65. Yeah, I'm okay. working my way back down. Right. How... Did you cry out? Did I cry? Yeah. Um... I, yeah, I think some tears did fall the first time. I was... I was uh, shocked, definitely. But, like Dad said, the second time around... Um, you know, it's coming and you're able to kind of immerse yourself in what the characters are thinking and feeling and, oh, how, how would I react in that situation? And you also just think back on this thing has been going on. This monster of a franchise has been going on for over a decade. So, um, I, I, yeah, I did, <laughs> I did cry and, um, but I'm, I'm, I, I think it was warranted for sure. It was I needed to. <laughs> I think I cried the entire time. The oh okay. The entire time. It started with the Lion King trailer because I'm just so dang excited for that movie. And then after the Lion King trailer was the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. And obviously I cried through that entire trailer. And then I just never stopped in the movie. I cried the entire sure. time. And also, if and you're going to open up the movie with Hawkeye and oh, his yeah. family... That was rough. That was, wasn't it? It was... I cried the entire time, but it was a lot of happy tears, and it was a lot of sad tears, and it was a lot of, like... Just... Like, ro- like a roller coaster the whole time, because it was happy, it was sad, it was exciting. Here we go again. Like, yeah. <laughs> but... 
the first time we saw it, there was a girl that was boohooing for like the entire last 45 minutes. You could tell that Tony was her favorite. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't sobbing from my gut, but like my face was wet. Like I had mounds yeah. of tissues in my lap. Oh, Menards. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back right after this. Peace. And we're back! <laughs> so, let's just finish some thoughts on Endgame. Um, if you had to pick one... Oh. Oh, here's something. Okay, so... Captain Marvel. She... Uh, first off, we never hear her called that. In fact, the first time we've ever heard her being referred to as Captain Marvel is in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, she wasn't referred to as all, at all in the movie. Right. When uh, Nick Fury's trying to get Peter to help him, and he goes, what about Captain Marvel? Off-planet. No, she, he goes, don't invoke her name. He said Thor was off-planet. Oh, Thor was off-planet. Don't invoke her name. And that's the first time we've ever heard her referred to as Captain Marvel in one of these movies. So I think that's neat. Uh, maybe in the five-year interim in Endgame, maybe that's when the, the name came about, but we just never heard him use it. Who knows? So anyways, um, where was I going? What was I going to say? You were, you were Captain saying Marvel. like... Oh, Captain Marvel in Endgame. Yeah. This is the first time Brie Larson played that character. Yeah, she was figuring out. So I thought when I watched Captain Marvel, I thought... I'm sorry, when I watched Endgame... Having already seen Captain Marvel, I thought this character feels a little different. Did you not know the order in which she shot? No, I did, and I thought this character feels a little different. But then I started thinking, okay, at this point in the Endgame movie, this Captain Marvel, she's established. Even though we haven't seen her do much, she's been around for twenty years doing her thing. She's people go through personality changes. People change attitudes, people change the way they talk, the way they look, you know, she got a haircut. Mm -hmm. Thinking of it that way made me think, okay, even, it was a subtle difference, but I thought, I don't have a problem with this. It wasn't a drastic difference in the way she portrayed uh, Carol Danvers in Endgame from the way she did it in uh, Captain yeah, Marvel. I can understand what you're saying. It almost seemed like she was just very comfortable with who she was, so she didn't need to be very showboaty. Like, well, I think, you know... She had a lot to prove in Captain Marvel. In reality, yes, she you know? wasn't... When she was filming Endgame first, she wasn't sure what to do. Right. So she figured, I'm just going to play it real low-key. Right, which right. I agree with what you're saying. But to me, in Endgame, it came off as just... She's just confident yeah. in who she sure. is. She exactly. just is going to be herself. Exactly. Carol's been doing that long yeah. enough. That yeah. she, exactly. I remember I watched an interview with her not too long ago about... Her filming Endgame, she was talking about, like, Let me make sure figuring out, like, yes. how she wants to play the character, and I believe she said, I could be wrong, do not quote me on it, that everything she shot in Endgame, she shot by herself. She had absolutely nobody else on set with her, and they, they makes told sense, her... because it's holograms. Yeah, and, a lot yeah. of it's holograms. Very, very little is not, she's not in a hologram, but... Um, you'll have to dial up the interview and watch it, but it's funny because she said that they would, like, tell her what to do, yeah. essentially, and she, 
like would do it but she had like she was on a green screen like she had nobody else on set and so I don't remember what she called it but she asked for like 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 ref indicators reference where, points like yes but she she used the term were. eye contact I don't know I want to I'm thinking post-it note but that's not what it was but it was essentially like putting post-it notes on the wall so that she could make quote-unquote eye contact sure. with the other yeah. person but she, I believe she shot everything completely by herself on uh, set. Let me ask you a question. So, oh, come on, dude. Uh, before we saw Captain Marvel, the first time we saw her was in the tail end of Infinity War. Yes. When Wait, she, she yes. shows up and says, Where's Fury? So then. Wait, wait, what? Remind. Wasn't that at the end of... No, at the end of Infinity War, he paid, he, he, he saved off her. his pager. Oh, Robert, I'm sorry. It was at the end of Captain Marvel when we yeah. see her uh, go, where's Fury? Yeah, yeah. When we see the, the people looking at uh, the pager. Yeah. So it's at the end of Captain Marvel. We see Cap and Hulk and all them looking at the pager. And then she shows up, where's Fury? Okay, so having seen that tag, when I was watching Endgame the first time, I started thinking... I was started to get confused, like, so, I kind of got the feeling that when she showed up on the planet, on, I'm saying, when she showed up on Earth after rescuing Tony, she brings the ship back, that was kind of like the first time, it felt to me like that was the first time they'd ever seen Carol Danvers, because there was no spark of recognition like or a nod a little nod like Cap might nod like thanks you know yeah. for help. so I started thinking if that tag at the end of Captain Marvel if we'd never seen that never seen her show up and say where's Fury the scene in Endgame where she brings Tony Stark home to me felt like it could have been the very first time that she had ever met any of the other heroes because there was no conversation. There was no, like I said, acknowledgement that they know each other. And I started thinking, so what exactly is, I guess it would have, if you accept the, the tag at the end, where's Fury, Captain Marvel, if you accept that as the first time, why didn't, when she brings Tony back, why didn't they go, Oh, that's awesome you found him. Or, thanks Wait, for your help. I'm, I'm still having trouble placing where... Like, I know what you're talking about. I remember her saying, where's Fury? But I'm having a hard time visualizing the scene and pinpointing when it even happened. It happened at the end of Captain Marvel's, the after credits scene. Okay, and who, who was she saying, where's Fury, to? Well, what we saw was this, the pager in the headquarters... Cap yes. was there. War Machine was there. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow was there. Hulk was there. And War Machine comes in and goes, "Hey, this thing stop doing, stop making its noise, or stop transmitting, or whatever it's doing." And they're looking at it and they're like, "Can you Hulk? Uh, I mean, Cap was like, can you fix it? Can you make it go again, or whatever?" And they're like, "She's like, we we owe it to to whoever, you know." We owe it to the people that aren't here to figure out what's going on with this. Right, okay. And if you 
figure it out, you let me know as soon as possible, or whatever she says. And then she turns around, the camera whips around, and there's Captain Marvel, and she goes, where's Fury? That was that end scene in the movie Captain Marvel. Okay. And that was the first time. We have to assume that was the first time. Because as soon as that thing started going off, she got the message, and she made it to Earth. She went. She made a beeline right for the source of the transmission, which was that beeper. Does she still have long hair in that scene? Yes. Okay, I was going to ask, is it outrageous to think that maybe those scenes took place in opposite order? But Because I've only seen both movies once. I wish I'd seen them a million times by now. But if... I mean, no, it has to have happened. In Where's Fury and then Saving. Yeah, okay. and she, she got the haircut during that five-year right. intermission. Because Rocket's like, you got a haircut or whatever. He makes yeah. a snide comment about it. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe they're... Like, why didn't they acknowledge her when she came back? Why didn't they say, oh... Was there no acknowledgement at all? None. Zero. They didn't even act like they knew who she was. They didn't... It was very... Well, it's such a somber time. It was not... There was no... You know, usually, they'll just kind of do a nod or or a thanks, you know, or whatever. There was no acknowledgement that they knew who this person was at all. Now, granted, they were... But did they say, who are you? Was there an acknowledgement of the opposite where they didn't know? Or was there just nothing there? There was no indication that they knew or didn't know Well, they probably at that point were were already working together. I have to assume, based on the tag scene at the end of Captain Marvel, that they'd already met her. Right, so it would just... They've had some time together. Yeah, it'd be like... I just, and they were just focused on getting Tony back. Probably. True. But I thought, and I agree with that. After thinking about it, I'm, I'm down with that. Okay. But I still think it was just weird a little odd. that they didn't acknowledge her at all when they brought him back. Well, maybe, wasn't the most maybe part of it, too, was, like, maybe they were working together, but it's, like, it's this outsider that hasn't been in their, yeah. their group for however long, and... Maybe they're, they're still know, a little weary. I don't, and like I said, I've only seen both movies once, so I'm not as versed as I'd like to be. But maybe it was like maybe they're reluctantly working with her. Maybe they don't trust her completely, or maybe they're already comfortable enough. Where, like, if you brought Allison home from the woods, I probably wouldn't acknowledge you. I'd probably go straight to Allison, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, maybe from it's the just woods? whatever. I'm lost if Allison's that, lost honestly. in the woods, oh. she's probably lost by choice if she's in the woods. I, but okay. <laughs> She's wearing squirrel carcasses. Her hair's matted. I'm she squirrel got, girl. Hard to believe there's a little girl under all this. Cleaner. Are we face getting off. a squirrel girl movie? That's an idea. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, that easy an explanation. You know what? You this looks gonna... like my ticket ter- territory. No, not gonna Look at cornfields. This looks like maybe where I got my. See, ticket. it must it must not have been that long of a. Well, we kind of got an idea about how long it was that Tony and Nebula were in space. It was about 20, 20, 20 something days. 20, 20 something days. Because, you know, when she brings him back and then they're talking about uh, the stones and Thanos used them all. And she's like, well, let's go get him. You know, you didn't have me last time you fought him. And, 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 and uh, uh, War Machine says, hey, new girl. Yeah. So at that point, she's still new. Yeah. You know, it's been a month-ish. Yeah. So, we all about that superhero life. Yeah. That was a weird... I didn't enjoy that line. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cheesy thing to We're say. We're about that superhero life. That seemed that seemed out of character uh, for me, for War Machine. I could have believed... He was just trying to keep it lighthearted under a stressful situation. I could have believed Falcon saying that. <laughs> yeah. 
but not War Machine for some reason. I thought that was a little odd. But, um, I'm sure everybody's a little out of sorts though after the one thing about Endgame that the snapping that still bothers me, like I never really bought into, was the connection that the two nebulas had to each other simply because they had the well, same like computer a, mind. It's like a TiVo in their brain. No, but when they got physically close, geographically close, cosmically speaking, time-wise, and you know, the same solar system or whatever, they, it was like a feedback loop or something. She could sense the other... Yeah, you know, recording. Like TiVo. Well, yeah, but just the fact that they were close enough that they were like hacking into each other's brains. I didn't buy that. For some reason that just didn't sit well with me. Must be a mosquito in the car because... Oh, you got it last night? Yeah, but why is it just now itching? Oh. Maybe the juices are just now flowing. Ain't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> it's almost lunchtime. Are you getting hungry at all? A little bit. We have extra toasty cheeses. Man, I'm gonna need some. Oh, just got a, another text. Allison, what was your favorite part? My favorite part. Um, she's saying that because when I was a young and a young child, when you were a young and you still do it. I yeah. (laughs) I would always ask Dad and Ashley, literally two steps out of the movie theater, just what was your favorite part? You know, because obviously digesting whatever we obviously you've had enough time to digest what we literally just saw. I I freaking took her to see the Piglet movie when it came out. (laughs) You know, how old were you when the Piglet movie came out? You were like three, maybe. She was a wee tot. And I fell asleep in that movie. I was a little piglet myself. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you were. I fell asleep in that movie. She's like, Daddy, what's your favorite part? I'm like, sweetheart, I fell asleep. I don't even remember half that movie. Um, yeah, okay. My favorite part, I got a few. Um, obviously, the one that sticks out the most to me is um, freaking Cap getting Thor's hammer. To, I knew oh, yeah. it! Mm-hmm. Just a, I was that was the shoulder Jacob punch the shoulder. moment, for sure. Um, just seeing him just wield that was absolutely incredible. It's been something that was teased in what Age of Ultron was when he, he grabs a yeah. hammer you can hear it it squeaks and Thor got and scared for a, a second he's like, uh, he's like that did that just yeah that was awesome um oh my gosh I got butterflies thinking about that like the hammer just flying into yeah. and I then loved, it's funny when sorry no you're fine well, I love just, the it, shot of the hammer when it just starts lifting slowly uh-huh. up off the ground but the, the part in relation to that scene is when oh. Thor's fighting with Stormbreaker, and then <clears throat> Cap has no, Mjolnir. You get, you get the little one. You get the little one. Trade me. <laughs> no, you that that No, at that point, Thor was holding Mirmir, and Cap was holding Jonathan. The, the axe, Stormbreaker, and then they, he goes, nah, you get the little one. No, no, th- Thor wanted Mirmir back. Uh-uh. Have y'all seen that video? No, he of... gives he gives Mirmir to Cap. He goes, you take the little one. He, Are you he sure? The, yeah, he wanted the okay, new Okay, well, big, whichever way... I need to show y'all that I video. think it's... That was funny. Look at the little one. My favorite part. Wait, I wasn't done. Okay. Go. Um, what are you showing us? Oh, there's a video of um, Paul Rudd trying to pronounce Thor's hammer's name, and he just he, he goes Jonathan. I'll have to show you. Um, but like Evangeline Lilly says Mjolnir, and then he goes Jonathan. <laughs> I'll have to show you. Okay. Um, and then another one of my favorite parts was. Um, You're gonna steal mine. What? 
he said, if you're gonna steal mine, well, I just you can both have the same we, favorite part. We sh- for sure can. Um, I like obviously at the end when they're all coming in, but the shot of all the, the <gasps> lady superheroes. You are such a thief. I know. And then that um, the, that uh, that scene just gets me hi. so high. My name's Peter Parker. Hi, Peter Parker. Do you have something for me? It's just. That was that shot was freaking sick. Luck. Peter in the midst of all these like super oh powerful gosh. women, he's like, oh, oh my god, I have help. Or she, when someone comes up behind her, she don't worry, has help. And then she has help. All the females She's start appearing in the shot. Do you not think oh. that shot was fan service? I don't care if it was fan service. It, it was, was still, badass. It was still cool. It was it? so awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I was re- I was ready to go run around the theater at cool. that point. It yeah. was awesome. Did you catch Howard the Duck in the when all those portals started opening? Howard the Duck was there. I did I not. I was bouncing around yeah. in my seat at this point. But yeah, and when it the was portals opened, and then Ashley mentioned Whoa. something um, right after she saw Endgame for the first time. She's like, "I don't know why, but I really, really like how Black Panther that, and I, Shuri and his I don't oh remember the mother's name, but it was really neat how they were the first ones to step out. I that don't was, know why, but that's an interesting choice. You could tell they were all coming. It seemed to me they've like got they very were all distinctive silhouettes. Like a, all like a little purgatory. From Wakanda. Yeah, right. Everybody? Yeah, because that one scene where the, all the portals open, there's like. Did it open into like, like 20 one? portals open. They were to all, me, really? I could have sworn it all looked like the same environment. Maybe, well, maybe maybe it was a like a purgatory type thing where they're all together. And maybe. That's another question that I'm interested in is like, where did they go? Well, we got like a. snap We happened? got a really quick. Yeah, yeah, that okay. That's different than what I was. Peter say, was saying we got a really quick explanation. Peter was like, saying that they were there for like it felt like five minutes or yeah. something. He's like, then Doctor Strange was there, and then he did his super sparkly light. Thing. You know, it's just he you said we were have gone, to think about it from we their were perspective. Gone for five years, but it felt like five minutes or something. Yeah, oh my like gosh. That. Or, uh, that, Scott said that he's like, for me, it was five out. Yeah. Oh, but he was in the quantum oh realm. That's different. Gosh, yes. I just like want to rip the steering wheel off this car. <laughs> that scene just makes me so excited and I don't care if it was fan service I do not care it might have been it's a little bit of a girl so power exciting put it yes. in but it's whatever it's incredible oh, it just makes the, me so excited did y'all see the meme of the Netflix defenders the four characters there was a screenshot from that show when they're all standing in the same hallway and the, the meme text on the picture said hang on guys that portal's gonna open any second now oh, yeah. oh no <laughs> Uh, whenever the, whenever the portals started nothing. opening, I started crying because I just got so excited. Everybody was gonna be. Oh, the best part of like, oh, the portal like, scene. Like the best part of the whole portal scene. It was that it was that great shot of, of when when Captain America's walking towards Thanos. Uh, Thanos is sitting there. The sun's behind him. He's on the bottom left. He's by himself. Yeah. And then you hear this on your left. left. Yes. It's like Sam. Oh my goodness come flying through that portal. Incredible callback to Winter Soldier. Yeah, I just that got a little just, I do too. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes too from the trailer that I was really hoping would be in the movie was it's very quick, but it's Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. Maybe it's not those three. What was happening in the... It's just the scene of their feet and they're walking together. Mm-hmm. It's very quick, but it was just very, very neat. 
it sounds like nothing when I'm talking about it, but it was very exciting for me watching the well, trailer the, the placement and seeing of those that, shots are really neat. Yes, and it was I was excited that that, that little shot, shot it almost looks like cut. a Renaissance painting, but like caps real Allison, small in the bottom left. And then what? Um caps in the bottom left by himself and then just as you go across like diagonally you know to the top about? right Thanos' army is just you just get the sense of how powerful this guy is and how many guys he's got behind him and then that's you know right before oh my gosh Sam and then when him. Scarlet Witch is fighting Thanos and he said I don't even know who you are you, you will yeah. again I want to rip the security wheel she's off. gotta be everything one she of the most so powerful underrated. yes she's literally an infinity stone she is yeah, that was a great show. That was a great moment. Yeah. And also, I hope Endgame really just just <laughs> drills it into people's heads how important Mr. Scott Lang is. So underrated. Paul Rudd's so funny. He just, he's he's important, and Ant-Man needs to, I don't know. He's, he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters sequel. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I don't, just give Scott Lang some doggone diddly darn credit. Paul Rudd's one of my favorite actors personality wise ever I mean he just seems like a genuinely nice person I need to find I, that Jonathan you know, I've been video. digging into old half hour wasted episodes still and I listened to one not too long ago when Ant-Man was being talked about and now one or two or three of you guys were just so weary of Aunt Paul Rudd playing Ant-Man yeah I don't remember which one of us it was but, but. Glad it worked. <laughs> so I was funny. completely very wrong about Guardians of you the You were Galaxy. so wrong. I was like, this is either going to be, be a huge success or it's going to kill the, the Marvel downfall. movie yeah. franchise. All right, I found it. Y'all press play when you're ready. It's them trying to pronounce Thor's hammer. Oh, can we watch it later? It's nine seconds long. I can't hear it in the car. We're recording. I want to do it later. It's so funny. Though. Um, all right, let's... Uh, Let's see if we can uh, call Frank or Bill. Let's try Frank first and see if he'll answer. It's noon, which means it's lunchtime. Paging Mr. Rincon. We'll give Frank a call. We'll see what happens. If you hear some music after this, that means he didn't answer. No answer? Let's, let's try Mickey G really quick. Will I am. <laughs> William, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing there? Well, Hi. say, say hello. hello to my children. Uh, and and say hello to the Half Hour Wasted listeners. Well, hello Half Hour Wasted listeners. We are in Iowa, headed north on I-35, driving up to Minnesota. We are recording uh, the lady edition of Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> My children. crazy. Yeah, we're talking about all kinds of stuff that me and my kids like. And uh, well, I thought I had the brain child. I said, hey, let's give Frank and Bill a call, see if they answer. Uh, Frank didn't answer, but you did, so thank you. How are you today? 
Uh, all right, clearly uh, I'm here for you, and uh, uh, Frank is, uh, you know, he can't be counted on. I really, uh, I really only have, I really only have one thing to say. That's um, Harold Jennett. Ah, Harold Jennett. Are, so, are, are you at work today, man? There's. Oh uh, yeah, I'm at work today. Yes. Right. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out uh, what, if anything, kids um, uh, I might do this evening, uh, or even I'm going to see you this evening or tomorrow. Or I've got. I, I'm terrible at planning. Uh, I am. Um, I'm. I'm basically subhuman. Um, I. Uh, I'm. I'm not as organized as a as a goldfish, and that uh, includes my entire life. So, no, nah, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Uh, I'd like to t- go take him to go see some, uh, some sweet fireworks or something, though. Spider-Man do they, do they do fireworks? Yeah, you can go watch Spider-Man. Is this yeah. the winter up there? Uh, actually, it, uh, my car says it's 86 degrees. We are 178 miles south of Minneapolis right now. Wow. Um, hey, there's a policeman up on the right. Guess this who is, he did not pull over? This is uh, me. one year ago. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of Ashley's speeding ticket My on this very, very same speeding uh, ticket on this very same road. Uh, first or uh, first, last? First ever, first and last. I've only ever had one speeding ticket, and my father was in the car with me, sneaking a picture of me <laughs> getting my ticket. Yeah, I remember. That's not cool, man. I mean, everybody gets one. Yeah, you, know, you, you can't. Uh, I don't think you can get too much, uh, too much check for getting one. Um, luckily, uh, I haven't had to deal with that in a long, long time. And um, uh, the the daughter, uh, God bless her, has not uh, picked one of those up yet. At least not one she's told me about. So, uh, how yeah, long has she been waiting. driving? Uh, geez, a year, wow. probably. Um, I mean, longer than a year, but uh, she got her car back in October, so she's had her car since then, you know, so she had her car for eight, eight months-ish, eight, nine months, something like that. Okay. So uh, long enough that she could have. Nah, I think I, I think she's a good kid, and I kind of impress upon her that, you know, barring, barring the very, very unusual, uh, it's, it's almost always going to cost you a lot less time to show up somewhere two minutes late than to spend uh, 20 minutes in front of a cop car yeah. and then really haven't explained why you're in the ballet. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yes. So, uh, I, I, you know, you always wonder uh, how much you pay of your, your parental wisdom uh, filters down to your uh, uh, your your, your, uh, your precious progeny. Um, maybe. Just maybe. Uh, that's a bit to ask. So, if so, I'll call the win. And if not, uh, it's a mere coincidence. And, uh, you know, it's cool. So, so that's where I'm going. Uh, I, I, know I have one person in the department, a fellow named Matt, who has already seen uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, by the way. Oh, yeah? And? He gave me a, uh, he gave me a spoiler-free view. A spoiler-free review. How many, uh, uh, a, how many uh, reverse flashes did he give it? Uh, I didn't ask uh, for reverse flashes, which is absolutely my mistake. Can you uh, translate is, his rating to is, reverse flashes? Not he translate, is a convert. fan. Um, he is a fan of uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, his desktop is an Avengers, uh, is an Avengers thing. So uh, he is uh, friendly uh, to the MCU, and uh, he said, he said, all right, it's pretty good. 
Um, he didn't go wild uh, for it, but uh, but he liked it. So. He said it's all right, um, pretty good. His review was it's all yeah. right, pretty good. That sounds like three. Yeah, I'm gonna go three reverse flashes. I'm gonna go with the sign uh, three. I'm gonna go with the sign uh, three reverse flashes out of five uh, on his behalf. Yeah, that's what we think it sounds like. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Yeah. It's all right, pretty good. That's three. That sounds like three reverse flashes to me. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be weird uh, watching this movie. I I, I was asking uh, Matt uh, uh, he was talking about it. It's like uh, he he said he thought it was interesting that uh, the theater was not full either. Uh, yeah, I saw it last night obviously, and I uh, well, you know, I wondered on if yeah yeah, and it was a, a Tuesday night. I mean, who you know, a lot of people probably didn't even know the movie was available to be seen. Right. Um, apparently, one of his uh, one of his pals called him up and said, "Hey, I got a ticket. Let's go." He said, "Let's do it." So uh, that that's how he got there. Um, but uh, he said he was uh, he thought it was interesting that the theater was uh, was not full, and uh, I kind of wondered out loud, "Is that you know, is it just because people didn't know that it was out on a Wednesday night slash they had better things to do, uh, or uh, is there any chance?" And I think the answer to this is no. Uh, though we, we do not do not expect this movie to make a billion dollars, but is there any chance that people are just you know, it's kind of like post-Super Bowl. People are just kind of ragged out and are ready for a little bit of a break. Um, you know, I don't expect uh, Spider-Man uh, to suffer uh, for it economically, but I do wonder if it's not going to be the insane, you know, summer tent pole, you know, make a make nearly a billion dollars kind of movie that they might expect just because, you know, people are, people are okay. You know, I mean, this... I don't know. Um, I, I understand why people would be like out like this, uh, you know, on Jan or July fourth. Um, but uh, it does make you wonder um, what those uh, crazy box office are going to look like at the end. To the big point, really. I mean, uh, yeah. all I care about is how many reverse flashes I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, we're toying with the idea of seeing it while we're on vacation, but it seems a bit counterproductive to go to the movie theater when you're on vacation. I don't know, maybe it's nice, Peter. Um, many, many moons ago before uh, kids, uh, the professor and I uh, were vacationing um, uh, down in Florida, um, doing some camping and stuff, and uh, we realized that camping in Florida uh, in the summer sucks, and uh, in, instead of uh, going in the hotel room, uh, we did go see a movie, just sitting cold, dark, uh, dry air for uh, you know two or three hours. Uh, before we uh, went back out and got it, uh, got it out when nature had, uh, had left for us. Um, so yeah, I guess it depends. Uh, there, there are places for set things. Sure. But, uh, but no, man. If you're on vacation, uh, hopefully you do in fact have better things to do. Unlike me. So, uh, um, so, so bully, bully on that. All right, man. Anyway. Well, we hope you have a good July All right, well, hey, tomorrow. Hey, I. Yes, I, I do have a business uh, to get back to, so uh, uh, much love, everybody, and, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, make sure everybody to keep it real. Okay, man. All right. We will. We'll keep it real. All right. Okay. All right. Keep it real for me. Bye. Right. Bye, Bill. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Later. I love you all. Love you, too. Bye. Call ended. Call ended. Bill McGonnell, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he did sound a bit subdued being at work. He has a little office where yeah. he works. So, and I'm sure he's 
hard at work finishing the project. I would feel weird going... I mean, I want to see it bad, but I would feel weird being in a movie theater while I'm on vacation. Although I've done that before. Why? I don't know. It just seems like shouldn't we be experiencing... Yeah, you can see a movie anyway. What is yeah. there to experience at 10 o'clock at night anyway? The back of my eyelids. <laughs> you can sleep when you're dead. Let's see a movie. Sleep is for the week. We'll never know. There's a bunch of bugs. That Says the girl that likes right to now. sleep in late when she's been up late, and Me? we gotta get up at a good time tomorrow. I'm an early riser. I don't okay. get up at 5:30 like the night owl, old man right. over here. But All right. <laughs> I like to be in bed by 9:30, and I like to be awake by 7:30. Gross. I realize that's 10 hours of sleep, but I do like to get up early. I understand. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up this episode of, of Half Hour Wasted, the ladies' edition. And uh, we have a few more days for vacation, so I'm sure we'll record again. So, uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening. And if you want to send us an email, reach us at halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830. Follow us on Twitter, at halfhourwasted. Uh, what else? trying to remember the boilerplate that Frank reads all the time. But anyway, let us know if you want to hear something. And uh, I know there's always a long list of things I want to talk about that Frank and Bill and I haven't yet. So, But if you want to hear us talk about something specific, let us know. Shoot us an email. Alright, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time.